Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now, here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to the show. I'm Richard Bliss, and this is episode 202. Let's go straight to my guest. I've brought back uh, a, a guest that we had just uh, an episode or two ago um, where we had so much information to cover that I just needed him to come back because there's really some specific information that I think he can share with you um, that'll make your Kickstarter project a lot better. And I'm welcoming back to the show, Tyler James. Tyler, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Richard. Tyler, you are the creator, founder of Comics Tribe. That's C-O-M-I-X tribe.com. And uh, you've been doing that, I think, the last time on the show you said uh, three years, three, four years? How long? I mean, I've, I've been making comics since I was about 12 years old. But uh, Comics Tribe has, uh, has been in existence since 2011. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're trucking along. Um, there's resources both for creators, uh, writers, artists, people interested in uh, getting started with making comics and graphic novels. And then um, we also do uh, create our own books and uh, our internationally distributed imprint. So. And you do, um, and you yeah. do your own Kickstarter campaigns. You've got three. You're in the middle of your third one. Um, you're you're doing very well with that. Uh, what's interesting, though, something that you do do that I think is um, I need we need to shine a spotlight on it is that you have a tremendous amount of content on your website about the do's and don'ts of Kickstarter itself. Now, when did you start that? Um, you know, I, I wrote my first article a couple weeks before I launched my first campaign. I sort of um, it, I became aware of Kickstarter probably 2000, late 2010 um, and sort of watched it for a while and really tried to understand it before jumping in. Um, I think one of the things that, that I thought early on, which has turned out to obviously not be the case, was that you sort of only get one shot at a Kickstarter, so you better hold your powder and make it count for something. Um, you know, I, at that time I was sort of looking at it, looking at it as a, you know, one card that you get to punch and, and then you lose it as opposed to, um, and a, uh, you know, a, a well that can, you can continue to go back to if you do well with it. Um, I think it's a well that will go up dry if you cut and run or burn your books, uh, burn your backers books or some of the horror oh stories. Oh my gosh, that guy, right? We, we all know that story yeah. where he, it just got overwhelming for him. And that is, and you address that in one of your columns and, and Jamie Stegmeyer has been on the show to talk about it. The whole, that it's one thing to create the, the work and get it on Kickstarter, raise the money, but then that fulfillment process can be, as you, you use the term a little bit backbreaking, right? Your first project, what was that like? Well, yeah, I mean, I, um, 3,000 3, hardcover books on a spreadsheet looks about the same as 10. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when you're talking about uh, driving down to the docks of Boston with a, a rented U-Haul, the bigger the 10-foot truck, because the 6-foot wouldn't, wouldn't be big enough, um, and, uh, and then having to move uh, two tons worth of books by yourself into the truck and then out of the truck and then from the, into the storage locker. And, it, you know, it definitely is a lot different than it looked, than it was on that spreadsheet. So, um, I learned that, uh, that's sort of the hard way. And, and then, you know, my first project had about 400 physical rewards and that was about a month's worth of work just to package and ship. And I think my, my wife, uh, <laughs> had to put earplugs in her ears because she couldn't stand the sound of, uh, of tape screeching. Oh, that. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, 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 the 13 rolls of, uh, shipping tape that I went through. So, oh, yeah, you know, it, 
it uh, it gets real pretty fast when you when you get into it, and and you know, people getting celebrating funding as as success. I don't you're not you're not uh, successful until every backer is happy and, and fulfilled. So yeah, and uh, some some could argue you're not even halfway there. So it's. It's, so let's talk about. I'm back, so apparently I'm a glutton for punishment. You must or, be, uh, or just really want to get these books, these books out. Well, and we talked about in the last episode. We talked a lot about the impact that Kickstarter's had on the comic book industry, uh, the digital industry, um, print, uh, how it's, uh, its success. You said I think 140 plus new comics every month, every 30 days are on Kickstarter. Just kind of a continuous. So it's it's, it's being discovered by the community, but you said. Um, I think I can't remember the term you used when we were talking that, Oh, uh, uh, errors. What was the term you used? It was a baseball term. Oh, unforced errors. Yeah. Unforced yeah. errors on your Kickstarter campaign. And you talked about it a little bit in one of your things. And that's why I wanted to actually have you. It's why I wanted to come on last time, but we got so excited. Well, I did talking about other stuff. I wanted you to talk about these unforced errors that you encounter when you're doing a Kickstarter campaign, specifically in your case because you're a professional around the art and imagery. That's what I wanted to talk about. Right. Yeah, no, and I, and I think it's a, it's a cool topic to get into and something that I think gets glossed over a little bit in, in the hubbub of all the, all the other things to think about with Kickstarter. And, and, and so, you know, one of my tips is start your project very early. If it's your first one, you know, start that project two, three months before you even think about launching. What does that mean? Because, start the know, pro- What does that mean? Start just, your project. Just, just go, I mean, going on Kickstarter and and clicking the you know create a create a project button and just start designing it. Not not launching it, but you, but just start start playing with the Kickstarter platform, getting your content in there. Um, you know, t- taking time to to mess with it. So like. Uh, I'm really happy with my latest project, the Red Ten. Like, I, I, what I was really trying to do with this campaign was to take a little bit of extra time and design a really nice visual-looking Kickstarter page that would be something that people would scroll all the way to the bottom of and, and really check out. And I think one of the things that starts with is is having a, a, a good project image. And um, as I looked through Kickstarter and, and looked at a bunch of different project images for different projects. Um, saw a lot of sort of of those unforced errors of things that, that um, people were or mistakes that folks were making. So, you know, one of the things I, I, I'd be happy to do is just talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. And let's uh, hang on. I'm on your, I'm on your Kickstarter page, looking at all that cool, cool artwork and it's, it's some cool stuff, but let's go. Uh, let's take a look at your, uh, your article. Because your article says, right. look good while, while you Kickstarter. Seven design tips for your project image. And it came out, you released this uh, just um, mid, mid-April. And it's yep. a great article. So let's talk about it a little bit. Let's just go through it. Yeah, so, I mean, the first thing that I'll just say is that, you know, Kickstarter is a, is a visual social media platform. Um, and it, it, it should be clear from going on the page. You know, what do you see? Is he mostly big uh, of any Kickstarter? Is he mostly big images? Um, the video is the most prominent thing there. The creator profile pic is always on, on that above the fold. Um, and then the project image is one of the first things that, that you need to submit um, when you're creating a project. And yet I think it's often an afterthought for creators as they're, they're worried about other stuff. So, um, you know, one of the things that when you're talking about your main project image uh, is that you just got to understand this is going to be 
you know, this is, this is it. This is going to be the most viewed thing about your project. It's going to be the thing that's going to show up in widgets. It's going to um, be the thing that shows up in every search result, uh, search on Kickstarter. If it, if your Kickstarter happens to go to the front of the page or the popular or, or different categories, that's what they're going to see. And that's often the only thing that they might see unless it's compelling enough to make them want to click on it. So um, it's important to really uh, do a good job on that Kickstarter project image. All right, so um, I, I'm not a professional. Yeah. I don't do well with the, those uh, images. So give me, give me some. Uh, we've got, I think we got these seven. Let's go through these seven. So number one, you said higher resolution project looks better than lower resolution. Now that sounds obvious, but then you kind of go <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. But you go into yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. about PNG versus JPEG. Yeah, and I don't want to get too super technical on here, and I also don't know exactly what sort of compressing internally Kickstarter is doing. So. Uh, for images, but um, just some things to remember is that you know they provide a minimum of 640 by uh, 480 is the dimensions of the image um, that it can be, and, and you can submit JPEGs, uh, PNGs, GIFs, or bitmaps. Um, I, I really think you're only going to want to submit either a JPEG or a PNG. Um, JPEGs are better for photographs or realistic images, but if you're doing things with um, uh, illustrations or screenshots or, or things with um, Graphs or, or, or uh, things with the text and, and, and images, uh, PNGs might be a better choice there. Um, but also just to make sure that the image that you're, that you're putting um, is, is is a higher quality image, perhaps than than just something that you're you're, you're grabbing and copying off the web at, at 72 dpi and and uh, and low resolution. So so you um, have here you have try uploading an image at at. 1920 by 1140, 300 DPI. That's a, that's a pretty high resolution. Yeah, it's a pretty high resolution, but um, it, it's, if, if you have it, um, you might as well uh, give, them, give them the goods. And, uh, and, and again, that was sort of a recommendation for, for comics uh, and, and the kind of comic thing that I, that I put up. But, um, okay. Yeah, so, so that, that, that's one thing just to, just to keep in mind. And, and, and um, but, but a, a much bigger point is, is, is really the next one, which is to design your project image for that 4-3 aspect ratio. Okay, so why? I mean, okay, well, why? Well, so, so first of all, um, and I see this a lot in the comic space um, where people make uh, or put bad, bad project images because all, they're basically being lazy. They're, they're taking existing art that they have that's, that's vertical or tall, and they're just trying to find a good crop for it and slapping that on in the 4.3 image. And so, I, if you go on Kickstarter, you'll see you'll see pe- people that have done that, and and text will be sort of cropped out poorly, or it's just a bad angle with tangents. And it's just really it, it's an image that wasn't designed to be the front cover of their project. And that's really how you need to think about it, think about this image. It's not just oh, this is good enough. This is your front cover, and, and so um, you know, uh, taking some time, uh, it, you, your your uh, readers are going to judge you on your project image. So take take a little time to make sure that it's uh, in that uh, wider than it is tall, and and in that, that sort of aspect ratio. So that leads into the next one because you say that. So most people would say, and and I suffer from this. My logo, right? My logo is four three. My logo's perfect um, size. I have actually uploaded a, a fairly crappy resolution for one of my Kickstarters, but but we won't go there. So, but you say logos usually make for crappy project images. What, what's your thought there? Yeah. So, 
I mean, you should love your logo. Everyone should love their logos. Um, and I think for some, for some things, um, like for example, a podcast where the logo might be the only recognizable thing about, um, the, the project, you know, that like people don't necessarily always see your face when they go and listen to your project on iTunes, but they might see the logo there. It makes a lot more sense for there. But, um, I, I'm talking from like the comics or from games, uh, especially, um, it's really about the marriage of, of words and art is, is fundamental to the comics art form, right? So if you're just going with a logo, um, you're probably not doing yourself uh, as, as as much service as as you would if if you took a really good image and then maybe married that with with some text or some copy. Um, I, I think again, it's it's an issue of, of trying to always put your best foot forward there. Um, okay. So if you have, if you have a good logo, that's great, but it's probably not. I wouldn't I wouldn't rely on the logo alone. All right. So I, I might include your your picture as well, Richie, because people do know you from from uh, from uh, your Twitter handle. And, and well, that's that's an interesting thing, and we're gonna and I hate it because I'm watching the clock, and I know we're gonna run out of time again because there's so much stuff to cover. But that is something that I try to tell people to be consistent with, and that is I use the same image on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. Anywhere I'm uploading an image, I use the same image. And, and one reason is because nobody reads anything. They are, so when Twitter's going by, I'm not looking at your name. I'm just looking at your image. And I discovered that um, several people that I followed had changed their Twitter handle image, and I couldn't find them anymore. And I was missing their tweets. And so one of the things I talk about is, is that maintain that consistent branding. In my case, yeah, it's that beautiful face where I'm looking up smiling. I got that blue shirt, red tie. You know, it's, it's the one I use. And yes, I still look like that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, find something that's consistent that people will identify your brand with. Now, speaking of branding, you mentioned in the next one about Kickstarter branding and your image. Yeah, I see a lot of people throwing the Kickstarter logo on top of their project image. And, you know, I, I, I think, and I, I think I've, I, I might've done this too, um, for an earlier project, but when you think about it, it, it's probably not, uh, or it's probably a waste. Um, most of the people that are going to see your image are going to, uh, know that they're going to find it on Kickstarter. And, um, being on Kickstarter while can be a great thing for your product it's not a selling point of your product. Um, and you have a limited space, especially, you know, at smaller size to work with anyway. So, you know, I, I, I see some examples of projects that two thirds of, of their, their space on their project image is the Kickstarter logo. That's not doing anything to differentiate you from all of the other projects that are on Kickstarter. And so, you know, while I don't think it's you know, going to, ruin your project or anything, why dilute the impact of your image by sharing the limited space that you have with Kickstarter? They, they, their brand is good enough. <laughs> okay. Valid. That's a very valid point. Number five is avoiding small copy on your image. And this is going to be one of those unforced errors. Um, these last two yeah. is, is really the unforced error because yeah, I, I agree. I don't know how many times that people don't even think about the fact that I can't read that. And I, and I got reading glasses, and I can't read it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, you upload your image at 640 by 480, but what you really want to do is, is be constantly going back between uh, it at, at the size that you're sort of um, 
planning to submit it at, um, the minimum size to submit it at, and then the smallest size that it's going to show up on the on the uh, site, which is about a third of that, about 200 by 150 is what it shows up in all those uh, search things. And, you know, in my article, I just say squinting sucks. And anytime we, we can't, Anytime we can make out words but can't quite make out what they are but, but recognize that they are words, we squint, and then we get angry. <laughs> so um, Now I know why my daughter like, my daughter is always asking me, Dad, why are you angry? I'm not angry. Well, you, you got an angry face on. Well, no, I just I don't have my reading glasses. I'm squinting. On. I'm squinting. So, all right, let's, yeah. let's and, talk. And, and, so, Go ahead. And, and the corollary to that is just there's only so much copy that you can put on your, on your lead image. So, you know, it's just the, just the goods there. And well, in this last one, I guess it's not the last one, but this one, this number six, this is something that is just kind of a, you don't even think about it. And this one is avoid the center of the product project image when placing your copy. You can almost say avoid the center of the project image when placing anything of importance, right? And and you go on to explain right. that, which most people don't understand. Yeah, and this is, a, I mean, this is a bit of a nitpick, um, but a lot of people are going to get to your get to your project from a direct link either you know they follow your twitter you, you put it on your twitter face or your facebook and they're just going to click that link and they're going to go to your page and immediately the, the first thing they're going to see is your image and they're going to start to read it and then if you placed copy or text right in the middle of the image it's going to be uh cut off by the big black play button in the center of your video and then when you click play unless you repeat that image They'll never see it, and and they might never know what that wonderful thing you wrote in that center of the image is. And so that's just a little bit of a design nit that um, if you can put your your copy um, at the top of the image or the bottom of the image, um, you're probably better better off for a few people that are going to get annoyed by <laughs> that kind of that kind of stuff. This this has been great content. At some point, and I don't want to abuse you, but the I know my listeners are going to want to know, okay, how do you find somebody? We don't have enough time to go into that, but there's another project there or another article if you want to write it, and I'll just read it on, on air because um, I know that your time is very busy. But how do you – all of this stuff is great, but how do you go find a professional to bring that art, that level of art to your project? That's a, that would be a great project uh, topic we can talk about another time or you can write about. But we're out of time again. Goes by fast, doesn't it? Tyler, it does. It's great. This is great stuff. And uh, congratulations on the success of your project. As we've been talking, I've just been watching it just go tick, tick, tick. You're getting a lot of fans out there backing it. And uh, it looks it looks awesome. It's called The Red Ten. They can find it on Kickstarter. And uh, Comics Tribe is C-O-M-I-X tribe.com. Tyler, thank you very much for being on the show with us. Thanks, Richard. Have a great day. You've been listening to Funding the Dream. Tyler James has been my guest, comictribe.com. Great content about how to uh, make your images, your design tips for your product, project image. And go check out his blog because he talks a ton about all kinds of things, particularly from the graphic side, that what you can do with your Kickstarter campaign. I've been inspired. I always am when Tyler's on the show. Hopefully you have been too. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, got my Kickstarter campaign coming. I got to apply some of these principles that Tyler's given me here. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>